Four penniless artist buddies, a poet, a painter, a musician, and a philosopher are living together in Paris's Latin Quarter in the 1840s when one freezing Christmas Eve their lives are changed forever. A girl knocks on their door, looking for a candlelight, and she and the poet fall in love. However, the rush of love at first sight soon gives way to something much darker. It becomes clear that the girl is desperately ill and that the poet in his poverty cannot support her. Our friends try to find their way, but are soon sharply awoken to the harsh realities of life. A new Netflix show? A new season of your favorite sitcom? No, it's La Boheme we're looking at! It starts a lot like Friends, but it ends kind of like whichever season of Grey's Anatomy. Choose one, there's always someone dying. It's basically a whole season of your favorite sitcom, but condensed into two hours of the most glorious music. I'm Samuel Burlad, and this is Why Do I Care? Welcome everybody to the first episode of Why Do I Care? I'm so glad you're here. La Boheme by Italian composer Giacomo Puccini, first performed on February 1st, 1896, is one of the most popular operas today, and for good reason. It has it all. Heart-wrenching, innocent love, jealous love, holiday fun, trickery, jokes, laughter, and young people going through the best and worst of times together, sickness and death. By the way, in case you're into Broadway musicals, La Boheme also inspired the musical Rent, and that show has been a hit ever since it premiered off-Broadway exactly 100 years after the original in 1996, with some modifications, of course. While the story of La Boheme mostly follows the course of Rodolfo and Mimi's tragic love story, today I'd like to focus on Chonard. I recently performed La Boheme as Chonard, I identified strongly with him, and that's why I'm choosing to open my new series with this character. Chonard is the musician of the bunch. He shows up halfway through the first scene, bringing with him food, wine, wood for fire and heating, and, most importantly, money. The three others had been desperately burning Rodolfo's manuscript of a play just to stay warm. Chonard launches into this rather fantastical story of how he came by such riches. Something about an English lord wanting the services of a musician, Chonard poisoning the Englishman's parrot with parsley and making off with the chambermaid. Not that anyone is listening while he's telling this story. They're more interested in the food. Mind you, in the opera we never find out what instrument he favors, although we see him playing a horn in the market and promptly criticizing its tuning. Chonard is basically that friend, that classmate of yours that you just know you can count on, for a good time as much as for a difficult one. He kind of reminds me of Marshall in How I Met Your Mother. He's always there, ready with a smart reply, trying to sound all academic. For example, he drops the odd Latin phrase, and he sets the others straight when they aren't obeying the musical form of the court dance properly. He's obviously a nerd. They're all nerds, really. Academics, artists, fresh out of school, trying to find their place and their way in life. Maybe, with a little luck, they could have ended up like the heroes of the Big Bang Theory, successful and happy, but we never find out how their story ends beyond the tragedy of Mimi. Despite being fun and loving to party, Chonard has this practical and earnest side that we get to see at the end of the opera. While eventually all the friends do what they can to help Mimi on her deathbed, Chonard makes that switch faster than any of the others. 
He interrupts the rambunctious fun and dancing the four are having and makes sure that the room is set up the way they need it to make Mimi as comfortable as possible. And while the others are trying to find a way to help or to convince themselves that the situation is not as grave as it may seem, Chonard understands that Mimi will die within no more than half an hour, although Marcello shushes him when he dares to utter this. A question I asked myself when studying the role of Chonard, especially after speaking to my colleagues in the production, was that of his sexual orientation. Puccini and Luigi Illica, his librettist, that's the scriptwriter for an opera, are never explicit about it for either Chonard or Colline, that would have still been unthinkable in 1896. Yet, I cannot help but ask myself whether Chonard is not a closeted gay or bisexual. He has this special relationship with philosopher Colline. Maybe they are just supposed to be a comic duo, but playing the two as a couple just felt right to me. I could feel a closeness between him and Colline that goes beyond just friendship. And then there's that story of the extravagant, parrot-owning English lord at the beginning. It makes me think that he must belong to the LGBTQ plus community. I mean, he owns a parrot in mid-19th century Paris. I believe Chonal tells this story to cover up that he was paid for an entirely different kind of service than he's letting on. In any case, the authors of Rent seem to have picked up the same vibes. In the musical, the character of Amy Chonard is a member of the community, although they left it somewhat vague how exactly Amy Chonard identifies. I see myself and many of my friends and colleagues in this character. I can see the struggle of finding one's place in the world while still being true to one's dreams and talents. I think that's something most people can relate to. We can identify ourselves with the characters from our favorite shows because they are like us. They are types representing character traits in us or in the people around us. I hope you liked this discussion of Chonard and La Bohème. If you did, please like this video, share, subscribe and follow for more episodes of Why Do I Care? Let me know what you think about Chonard down in the comments. Next week, we'll be continuing with La Bohème and looking into another great character. See you soon!